Are you scared? Yeah. I'm actually nervous. Okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> So we're back after a mere three-year hiatus. We took a personal break <laughs> for personal reasons for three years, um, but we did we did actually record some episodes in lockdown one, but they were actually too spicy for. No, it wasn't. In, it was before lockdown one. It was like, yeah, it was like in two thousand and nineteen at some point. But then we they wanted to release spicy. them in lockdown one. They were, a they were a bit spicy. B we wanted to release them, but then they didn't like say anything about COVID and it's kind of weird to release yeah. a podcast in the after times from I've had times. that when I've been listening to like advice podcasts and all the problems they're not COVID related and I just can't yeah. relate yeah I'm like that's not real life <laughs> I listen to it like you think you've got problems <laughs> <laughs> so we're back we've got a new and improved look we got a new and improved we, theme song. We haven't actually done any of this yet, but we're planning on doing Our a lot of things. Our future selves would have sorted it out. Planning um, on making moves. So a new logo. If you're a loyal listener, welcome back. If you're a new listener, Hi. I'm Naomi. <laughs> and I'm Ellie. And this is our... Podcast. Sex and City podcast. Yeah, called The Big Apple Podcast. Now we are up to episode eight, season one. Season one is an absolutely iconic season. Yeah, but so it is good. kind of different from all the others. Yeah, it's very like I mean, it's all witty and punny like throughout. But it the the wit and the puns are like turned up to the max in season one, and then it maybe becomes a bit more storyline focused. Like yeah, each episode is like super like individual, just a new theme. Whereas like then in later seasons you get a bit more like the Aiden thing, which is like a conflict that spans lots of episodes. Yeah, I feel like in this season, we only really get Carrie's emotional life mm, and the other Big. three, yeah, her kind of relationship the with Big. The other three have shit all going on. <laughs> no, they have a lot going on. It's just not sad. It's just comedy. It's pure yeah. comedy. Well, some of it is sad, but it's not treated with, <laughs> it's not treated with respect. <laughs> so this season, sorry, this episode is called Three's a Crowd and it was about... Yeah, that's right. We're talking about threesomes, people. Coming right out the gate. We take notes when we're watching the show. And the first thing I've written is another day, another clapped man. <laughs> which which I mean, my Charlotte has a boyfriend in this. He's not a good looking man. No. He is, as I said when we were watching it, Charlotte's type in that he's suave, yeah. he's dark haired, yeah. and he's, I guess, rich. Yeah, she he must be. A, she likes him rich. But he is yeah, he's, an he's actually not good looking. But I used to think Big wasn't good looking and now so who knows? I'm so sold. Yeah. Give us another ten years. We were absolutely drooling over Big in this episode. <laughs> That's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> not proud of that. Yeah, so Charlotte has a new boyfriend. Also, I just feel like it really ages the show, but in a way that I find endearing. How often they're getting boyfriends. Yeah. Like they're getting boyfriends every week. Yeah, like, but are they actually boyfriends? They call them boyfriends. Yeah, it's They're not weird. that committed, but like... They'll go on like three, four dates with someone and they'll be like, my boyfriend. Yeah, like if that's the case. And they're not sad when they break up. They're just like, oh. Yeah, another one bites the dust. Meanwhile, we're like, it takes six months to... <laughs> <laughs> six months to bestow the title of boyfriend and girlfriend. 
Yeah, probably the, the process is the same. The emotions are the same, but just calling it a boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Is wild. Is that like, is that Maybe a that's Charlotte thing? as well. Yeah, although I feel like it also happens in like Friends, the TV show. Yes. They always get into like, they're like, this is Short my boyfriend. Little, yeah. Intense relationships. It's interesting. We'll have to ask. If anybody was there... Was there? We were there. Obviously, we were just children in the nineties. But do you think it could also be like an America England thing? Because the dating culture is a bit different in both. Yeah, maybe it's a New York thing. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Okay, so the central theme of the episode is, I would say Charlotte's storyline is the main storyline. So Charlotte, um, with her clap boyfriend, her clap boyfriend like raises the idea of them having a threesome. And it's like her deciding whether to do it or not. So this greasy-haired skank <laughs> asked Charlotte if she would consider. Well, what he asks her is like, what are your fantasies? And she, is she says. What did she say? She's like owning her own gallery. cottage. Her, her own gallery in a cottage in Maine. Yeah. And she's like, relatable. no, I mean your sexual fantasies. <laughs> Um, and then he mentions, he mentions, um, no, I mean like being screwed in an airport in an airplane bathroom yeah which i always think i i wrote that down because i wanted to talk about it go on that is the grimmest sexual fantasy it's to me. that's not okay who's that's doing not sexy that to me. imagine having sex in an airplane bathroom. i am never more disgusting than when i'm on a plane no like i don't Ugh. go to an airport trying to look good like i no. already look bad so the low level is is like there and then i'm on a plane yeah and i feel grumpy yeah. If you're on a long flight, your ankles swell up in a yeah. creepy way. <laughs> in a creepy You look way. shit. <laughs> you're exhausted. But also you're grumpy. Are so tiny. Maybe in the nineties they were bigger. <laughs> Maybe in the nineties. And there's Before always a queue. Ryanair, and now they say like, how how do you even do that discreetly? Like get two people to go in there, but maybe like one oh yeah, because I remember in friends how like one person goes in and then yeah. the other person goes like, in. Like in a bathroom. I guess a restaurant or whatever, but that's a little more spacious. Yeah. It just seems, I know I've like met people who have said that they're in the Mile High Club and I'm like, <laughs> which is like really That is so dated to me saying that The phrase. Mile High Club. It's so lame. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. But I always think how, how did you pull this off? And why did you pull this off? You know off? what I get scared of in airplane bathrooms is, you know, the flush is like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> sucks it down so wait why is that just, relevant you're not I'd having sex no, like, i'd be scared toilet. that like someone's foot would like <laughs> get sucked in my fear okay. is getting sucked into an airplane wild toilet. Sexy having in <laughs> limbs going everywhere <laughs> <laughs> who knows what could get sucked down that toilet and then so they talk about their fantasies a bit more and she says which I personally think is quite fucked up. And they just really brush over it. And they, they, it's all about the rest of the episode about his fantasy. But she says that her fantasy is to do it in her parents' bed. Yeah, not while her parents are there. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I didn't think that. I still think it's fucked up. Yeah. Wow, okay, Naomi was more, it's just more a bed, into that a bed than is I expected. A bed. a bed is a bed. I'm not into it. <laughs> I, just, I think they put it in there to show her that she's quite tame. Yeah, maybe. I don't think that's that tame. Like to be like for that to be something you actively want to do. Yeah, to that to be something you want to do, I'd be like, okay, yeah. that's a bit like weird. I can see where it would happen, and you wouldn't pay it too much. Pure thought. convenience. Yeah, 
But like to be like, I've, really, I've always wanted to have sex in my parents' <laughs> marital bed. I, I'm sorry, but I think that's fucked up. She didn't say marital bed. <laughs> it was implied. <laughs> Are they married? It's marital bed. <laughs> but yeah, then he moves on to talk about his fantasy, which is proclivities. And then they discuss, the girls discuss at brunch. And obviously Samantha's having threesomes left, right and centre. But she talks about, and I think I've thought about this as well. I was like, if you're going to do a threesome, the best way to do it is to be the guest star. Mm. And I think that's probably true because you get all of the excitement of there being three people present, but not all of like the insecurity. Yeah, I don't think I would want to do it if I was in a relationship. I'd be guest star or two relative strangers. Yeah, like two people who are not in a relationship. Or like casual on like every level whereas it's like I, I feel like a lot of the time people do it in relationships and like yeah you, like the other couple that's in the episode that get try and get Miranda to be their guest star is like they've clearly been going out a long time and then it's his like 40th birthday or whatever <laughs> it's his 30th birthday yeah I don't know. It's like it's his um, and like that's their present but that is crazy to me because I, I was I was thinking about like could I do it and mm. I don't think I could I think I'd be I think I'd, I think my, my issue is, and I was actually thinking about this the other day, is that if you, if you're in some kind of long-term thing with someone Mm -hmm. and then you you introduce a guest star, they're like by default going to be more exciting than you. Yeah. And so they're going to, like your partner's going to want to direct more of their attention towards the thing that's, you know, like a one-time novelty. Mm -hmm. So you would end up, I think it's kind of inevitable that you'd end up feeling a bit sexually rejected in that scenario yeah yeah in terms of like non-monogamy i can see i can way more see myself leaning towards open relationship where you both go off and have kind of separate entanglements yeah (laughs) rather than bringing someone in yeah yeah but that's maybe we're just too insecure yeah maybe we're not evolved enough well that's why when we've had other episodes we've talked about whether we could do like non-monogamy or not and we're just not that evolved should we even be having this podcast? <laughs> we are not sex positive We're enough sex to deserve negative. a sex and the city podcast. <laughs> and Miranda gets offended because none of the girls so ask to have a threesome with her. Or and Charlotte she... doesn't want to have a threesome with her. Yeah. Because Charlotte asks Carrie and then Samantha, but not, Char- uh, but not, but not Miranda. Miranda. Yeah, I'd be offended. But at the same time, I'm sorry. Why on earth does Charlotte think it's a good idea to have a She threesome? said I'd rather with a friend. That is... That is fucked up. Maybe she thinks... What? Well, let's just let's just inhabit it for a second. She thinks there's someone you trust, so you can trust them not to, like, run off with your boyfriend yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, I don't know. But do you know what's <laughs> fucked up? Do you know what's me. fucked up? What really seems messed up about that to me is, like... It makes it so clear that it's all for the man. Like, yeah, because it's cause like I don't what, even want to be attracted to The assumption is that you're not attracted to your friends. Like, I don't think anyone's thinking that Charlotte is secretly attracted to Samantha no. or Carrie. Like, that is, there's no undertone of that. So it's all it's more like who's the least threatening woman I yeah, can get to be in this situation. Which means you're just doing it for the pure enjoyment. Like, you're not even gonna like find it sexy. Like the element of there being another female there. Yeah, yeah. that's which I just find weird. Like. I think that's the thing about like sexual fantasies is like you can like want to do something for the other person, but it's it's a bit bleak if you don't even if it's not something you're gonna particularly enjoy. But I guess people yeah, enjoy people the, like, enjoy 
fantasy fulfillment for yeah. their partner. Yeah. But I guess it is hard when you think you want to... I guess it's kind of in terms of like consent. Obviously, you can consent to it. But then you also want to make sure that people are like actually really want to be involved. Yeah. I feel like that come in, does come in. And it actually, thinking about this did make me think of the amazing scene about threesomes in um i may destroy you oh oh my gosh i think about that all the time me it really too. messed me up because that's like it's not directly about consent because she's very into it yeah but it's like so why don't you describe the scene for i'm sure lots of people won't have seen it yeah so michaela Cole is the main character and it's her best friend who i can't remember her character's name because I watched it a while ago. And she goes to visit Michaela Cole's character in Italy, where she's staying. And she, like, goes to a bar, and she meets a guy, and she's, like, dancing with him, getting off with him. And then he goes to the loo, and another guy comes up to her, a different guy, and um, kind of tries to chat her up. And then Mm -hmm. both guys are there at the same time, and then so they kind of have a threesome. And she's really into it. um, And it's, like, this whole sex scene. And then... I feel like you're not describing it that well. Like, okay. it's, I think she she partly, like, it's not necessarily something she would normally do, but she, so she's having this, like, spontaneous, like, attraction to this guy and dancing with him, and then he goes to the loo, and then she kind of has another connection with someone else, mm-hmm. and she, when he, the other guy comes back, you almost think, like, is he going to be mad? Yeah. And then, like, it's, it's somehow he's not mad, and, like, they just kind of laugh, and, like, so it, it feels like this weird, which to her, she's thinking, like, this is, this Perfect. very... Perfect, like, kids Yeah, like, all the stars have aligned to, like, yeah. you know, I might not have thought I'd be the kind of person to have a threesome, but it, this is just such a unique situation. You're right, yeah, she doesn't go into it looking yeah. for it. And so they all have sex, and then afterwards she's, like, staying in this flat or whatever, mm. and then they both leave. Yeah. And she's by the window and she's watching them leave. And then they they walk away together and, and they, they like they high five. And high five and yeah. And the implication is that they actually knew each other all along. And that but this it's was so like, subtle that like yeah. you could miss it. Yeah. Because then there's just kind of like a flicker of doubt on her face. And then the bit that is like so poignant to me is then she gets out her phone and she texts like the group chat or whatever, being like, oh my God, just had a threesome. Yeah. It was crazy. And that, like being but really she's like, actually, like outwardly. Sad. Yeah, she's really unsettled. But you're processing it by being like, making it into like a joke or a juicy anecdote for your friends kind of thing. And I think that's just, I mean, that whole show, the subtlety so of it is so good because it's like, yeah, it's not this huge blow up fight where it's like, you guys both plan this. It's like that she, flicker yeah, that of moment, doubt yeah. that she like can either lean into or deny and yeah. she's kind of just like no I'm gonna see this as like a yeah. good moment but then that uncertainty is still there and that, yeah like, and you can tell yeah because then that kind of haunts the rest of the series of like that she's dealing um with the kind of violations that her friend has experienced mm. a lot and you can tell that it's like she's kind of like refusing to think about the three the friends kind of experience she, yeah. it in different ways Oh my gosh, what, what a show. And let's not even talk about the fact that it's not up for any Golden Globes and Emily in Paris is, but Absolutely what shocking. Absolutely shocking. So no hate sex in Paris. much less subtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. interesting. But just thinking of that in terms of like, the consent between three people is always going to be more like complex. difficult yeah mm-hmm. complex and the consent because it's just an extra person is it yeah but sorry can we i know this is supposed to be a sex in the city podcast but going back to that that 
that's a really interesting thing with consent, isn't it? Because she gave consent, but it's like, if if it if we if it's true and we're supposed to assume that they did know each other and that it's a move that they do and they do this often where they like one like approaches and then the other joins and pretends not to know like that feels like a violation of consent doesn't mm. it because it's like it feels like consent under false pretenses but then that's such a blurry line to, yeah. of like because people lie all the time to make themselves seem better yeah and whether that's still giving full consent yeah yeah it's not a situation I think that's what the whole show is good at is it's not a situation of like either your consent is violated in a really clear violent way like with Michaela Cole's character where like you know she's drugged and like completely violated or it's perfectly consenting yeah sex because they also have that scene where again the main character yeah where a man takes off condom mid-sex which like and then he plays so dumb about it but it was clearly a like a yeah but then that is like that can now be like convicted as rape. Yeah, stealthing because it's a lack of consent. So like, yeah, they're the kind of shady, the shadiness of it, the yeah. shades of grey. <laughs> <laughs> Not to talk about the shades of grey. I feel like it's so like jarring to go from talking about that show, which is like so amazing <laughs> and so emotive, and then like switching back to season one. And Sex and City, I mean, Sex and City is like... amazing in a different way, but we haven't really hit the emotional subtlety seasons <laughs> yet. Like the real emotions are not really there yet. Okay, right, right. The real emotions do come into play, however, with Carrie and Big. Yeah. So she asked him if he's ever had a threesome, and he said, yes, with my ex-wife. Which is crazy to me, because they've been dating for a little while at this point. She said they're at the point in their relationship, they're not even having adventurous sex, they're having sweet sex. Yeah. They're that far in. And she didn't know about the fact that he was married. She didn't know that he was married. That, I mean... We should have known. That's a red flag for his whole behaviour. The whole show. But it also, she doesn't seem that, she doesn't seem that mad. I mean, she does bring it up. Like, um, she says like, oh, and this came out and like, you dropped this huge bombshell on me and now you're refusing to talk about the details or like, give me any details. But I'd also be like, she doesn't ever give any indication of why haven't you already told me? Which suggests to me that they have, their relationship seems quite like, based on like, banter yeah and like that kind of witty report like they can't be having that many like serious deep conversations if yeah. she doesn't know that he's ma- he had I mean I don't even think they said I love you yet no but they are boyfriend and girlfriend see that that is the kind of like the difference between the way that we approach relationships probably yeah. nowadays but also just us is that there's that like pe- that long period of like having their boyfriend and girlfriend in a relationship yeah. exclusive committed to each other but they're yeah. not serious enough for Big to, like, say. Well, we know all about that. <laughs> <laughs> but then I also, going, getting in on my personal life, I sometimes I think about how in my first relationship, I was literally, after two weeks, I was like, so boyfriend and girlfriend. And, like, now that seems kind of unhinged. Yeah, I was too, actually. Like, three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Maybe just, maybe after, like... You've had a few breakups. Yeah, you think like the stakes are higher. Maybe, but I also think it was kind of just me not knowing the way that the world worked. Of just like assuming that, okay, you find someone that you really like and you want to be with them and they want, like, you know, if you find someone that likes you as much as you like them, you just, you know, you do it. And, you and may- maybe them. it should be that simple. <laughs> maybe it should be. <laughs> oh. So <laughs> Carrie is so like, 
so bizarre in her choice. She finds out about Big's ex-wife. He says, let's not talk about the past. And what she does is pretends to be writing a children's <laughs> book in order to get close to this woman. Because she's a publisher. So she goes to the publishing house like and she pitches a book. Like, she up a meeting. This is what people had to do before Instagram. Yeah. Like, you couldn't just You can't just do X. a casual Instagram store. You actually can't look at tagged pics. Like, you have to go and set up a meeting and pretend to be it's a client. so bold. Like, it's so bold. Bananas. But I... So one thing I wanted to talk about. So when she meets... um, When she meets this woman, what's she called? I can't remember. Does she have a name? I don't know. She has a name. But um, <laughs> I couldn't tell you what it is. She's like, oh shit, she's smart, she's beautiful. She gets me. She gets me. And it's and I admit that made me think of a good conversation point, which is when you like come across, and I guess most of the time in modern day, it's like on Instagram. Is it better? We've had this conversation before, I think, of like, is it better for the person you're seeing X to be hot and cool? Or not, like which makes you feel better? <laughs> yeah, I wrote down. Is it is it better to love the ex or hate the ex? Yeah. Well, so if the ex is like, I guess it, for me it's like whether they're similar to you or different from you. Yeah. The worst is if they're hot and cool, but in a way that's completely different to you. Mm. I feel like that's the worst. If they're different to you, but you're not that impressed with what you see. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that bad. But, but don't you want, don't you want, doesn't it make you see the person that you're seeing in like a better light if, if they're dating someone really hot and cool? Like if they, if you're if like, wow, you're seeing, you got her? Yeah. If someone you're seeing shows you an absolute dud or like a stalker, <laughs> that, that yeah. ex-girlfriend see, is actually, a bit. Actually, in terms of like how it reflects on the person that they were with, I would say like, coolness or having interests that I think are interesting matters more than like hotness. Okay, so so is your ideal that they're cool so it like reflects well on them but they're not as hot as you? No, in <laughs> terms of your in terms of me not being jealous, my ideal is that they're not cool. Okay, but balancing out your like want for a lack of jealousy <laughs> and a respect oh. and increased attraction for the person. What's what's the yeah? See, sweet spot? I don't I don't actually experience that like losing or increasing respect based on who someone's dated because I don't want to be judged on my exes. Yeah, but all of your exes are cool. Yeah, I mean they have so I guess they have like interests in common. Naomi refused to date anyone who's not in a band, so <laughs> I date them occasionally. <laughs> no. So if you're thinking about trying to date Naomi, you're going to want to get involved in a band now. Um, <laughs> Doesn't have to be a good band. <laughs> <laughs> Preferably not, in fact. Okay, I, mean, yeah. I don't know why. Sorry, sorry. I, I don't know why I threw that shade. I've not listened to any of your ex-boyfriend's music. So. Apart I mean, from, obviously, the one that you were in a band with. And, you know, yeah, no, I know, I know, great I was, band. I was a big player there, let's be honest. <laughs> What do you think? So it's better that the ex is like, you think the ex is really cool. That makes you respect I, your boyfriend. See, so more. I'm a bit fucked up. Don't know if you know this about me. I I kind of <laughs> like feeling a bit jealous and insecure. Like it keeps me. What? <laughs> Sorry. It keeps me on my toes. Like if someone has like a really hot, cool ex-girlfriend, I'm like, great. This is going to like keep me on my toes and make me like not get wow. complacent. Wow. 
Okay. Is that messed up? <laughs> no, I kind of... I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but... But, yeah, I mean, you like that kind of... Yeah. You like someone being a bit unsure about you. It makes you push yeah, harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd like it if she was a children's... I mean, children's book publisher is actually quite a cool job. Yeah, it is. So I, w- I would probably hate my life if I was with someone who was married to a children's book publisher. Yeah, but, like, wouldn't it... But... You've just got to remember that they've still, if someone's dating you, they've still chosen you, which means that you're on a par with, like, it's an ego boost of, like, someone who dated this really hot, cool person. Not always. I don't always date people who are on a par with other, my standards go way up and down. (laughs) But erratic, erratic standards. (laughs) They can't all be grouped. I'm just remembering the time where uh, someone I was dating had a really, like, I don't know how, I never met them in real life, so I don't know how cool their ex-girlfriend actually was, but on an Instagram, she had a very hipster Instagram, and I went through a phase of trying to have a really hipster Instagram because because of this, and it's funny because if you scroll back on my Instagram, there's like about 12 photos. You can tell. You you can tell. tell. (laughs) You basically did what Carrie did and the equivalent of straightened your hair to look like Yeah, exactly. I was like, okay. You want to have a hipster Instagram? I can do that. I, I always, that. always, always want to see people's exes. Not to like make myself feel bad, but just to be like, okay, so this is the kind of thing yeah. they're into. Mm. But, but again, I think I wouldn't want someone to judge me that way because I feel like when you're with someone, you kind of like, you see them as their own. You don't see them in a trend of a type or you I, shouldn't. I, I don't, don't I've really... I know what my common theme is, my common thread. I don't have a type physically. What's your common thread? My common thread. I think you have a type physically. But but they but the people I've been with look. So I'm different. saying clean cut, clean cut. I know I hate that about myself. <laughs> 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 but my common thread is just someone who's like good at talking. So someone who I yeah. can just talk to for ages and ages. Yeah, obviously everyone likes someone they can talk to. But, yeah, but I mean, I'm, I, that's my main thing. As if, even, even whether I disagree with you, think you're annoying, if I have a conversation with you for more than, like, three hours, then I'm we're, probably we're into in. it. <laughs> so my common thread is being in a band. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sorry, babe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's actually, it's, it's not wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong. I mean, it's, you know, it says... They have hobbies, they have passions, they have interests, they're creative. musical. Yeah, they're creative. Confident. Probably cool or like in, in what you perceive to be cool. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> I did some very aggressive. In the air quotes. <laughs> air quotes. Sorry. It's a shame this isn't like a video podcast. What you consider to be cool. <laughs> All right. Well, well we're insulting each other's exes now. <laughs> Only I'm allowed to do that. Because Sorry, Carrie has another run-in with an ex mm. in season six when she's with Petrovsky. I mean, she has a run-in, obviously, with yeah. Natasha, with Big Sex. But when she's with Petrovsky, she goes to dinner with his ex-wife. I do not remember that. When she moves to Paris, she meets... Do you remember? Gay she Perry. meets his... Le Gay Paris. <laughs> she meets his daughter, who's a dickhead. Who I, I somehow I, remember honestly, I've completely blacked out on season six <laughs> i mean i've rewatched season six quite recently and yeah, she goes to dinner and she, and the ex-wife tells carrie his first love is always going to be his art 
you're never oh, going to come yeah, first yeah, and then that, that becomes the big issue so my question is because this happens in uh when carrie meets big sex in this episode and she said yeah he cheated on me mm-hmm. is like their experience is the way that someone's broken up with their ex should you always take that as a red flag it's interesting because I don't think people do, but maybe they should. Like, it always seems separate, doesn't it? A little bit like, so. Yeah, because you always last think, well, person, that's not going to be like with that, with me. One person I was dating had cheated on every person they dated. Wow. And I, and I, it did, it did kind of raise a red flag. I mean, it, it raised a red flag, but did I let it stop me? No. Because it's like, it doesn't feel real until it's, until it's you. Yeah, I mean, kind of same, actually. So, but they didn't cheat on you. No. Well, as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, ladies. You honestly never you know. You never know. But, yeah, so were the reasons you broke up related to No. So, so No, it wasn't. So Yeah, see, if I've had the opposite, where the reasons we broke up were related to trust, and I knew that those were going to become issues in the first two weeks. Yeah. That's but at the time, you always think you're going to override it. And that's yeah. the same with Big and Carrie. Yeah. I don't subscribe to the idea that, like, once a cheater, always a cheater. Like, I don't agree with that at all. Once I a think... cheater, always a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a friend's quote, okay? We're, we're not, this isn't a friend's podcast. Yeah, I think there's a heavy You've amount brought of it up. <laughs> You've brought it up. I mean, same time period, I guess. Um, I, don't, I don't believe that, but I do think that maybe we should pay more attention to people's exes. Yeah, but I don't want people to... Maybe we should make friends with the ex. Yeah, maybe. But I was thinking the other day about how... Wouldn't love... My most recent ex probably wouldn't have that much bad to say about me, but my first ex probably would have stuff to say about me that could make someone pause for thought. And... I don't think that that's a reflection because people grow and learn so much from each relationship. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily a, a reflection of how you will be because sometimes, you know, you do need to make those mistakes in order to not make them again. Yeah. So sometimes I mean, you have to trust people have worked themselves, but I mean, they haven't all the time. No, it's true. It does give you an indication. And it's also the way that though, when you start dating someone, the way that they talk about their ex. Mm. Do you know what I find crazy? It's like, sometimes when you're talking to someone, maybe, I think this is just a very, like, perspective that is unique to me, but oftentimes when I'm talking to someone and I ask why they broke up with their ex or why their Mm -hmm. ex broke up with them, they'll say, oh, no, you know, it was just, like, very mutual, very, like, I think it's just, we just knew it was the right thing, you know. Lies. I'm like, every breakup I've had has been, like, dramatic and horrific. Me too. Yeah, like I can't. That doesn't mean that some of them weren't mutual. But yeah, I've never had like we just grew apart and both decided it was the end. But I think that's what weirds me out is being like the the mutual thing. I guess I kind of understand because stuff can go so wrong in a relationship that both of you are like, okay, well this can't be a thing, or like both doing that for different reasons. But the idea of just like so many people have like no drama or like bag or see this is mat- like they yeah, have no drama mature people maybe maybe if you're a friend of the pod and you've had a mutual loving breakup <laughs> write in <laughs> and tell us because we don't believe they actually exist 
Well, I've just never experienced one. Yeah, no, me neither. All of my breakups have been like dramatic and involved a lot of crying on both parts. I mean, you can't have a breakup without crying on both, surely. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe you can. Maybe you can. All right, let's go back to the episode. So we kind of talked about the big thing. Um, Charlotte goes through with the threesome in the end. Or kind like, of. Kind of. Okay, she, she doesn't actually have the threesome. So she winks at a woman across a room in a masked ball. <laughs> and the woman... I, I don't know who this woman is, but I love her. Because she gets winked at once. One time. She follows them upstairs and just joins in the shack. Yeah. It's, again, so bold. A lot of boldness in this episode. <laughs> That's how um, it was in, in the 90s. Yeah, and that... Okay, I don't want to, like, harp on this too much because it's kind of, like, cringy, but, like... That is crazy because I feel like everything would be arranged on like an app these days. If you yeah. wanted a threesome, it would be arranged on an well, app. Well, in the episode, they have people writing personal ads. And True. it has that classic season one thing of like little like kind of a reel of people like talking to oh, the I camera. I love it. I love it so much. I love it too. It's such a gimmick. And so now you just have like couples on apps who are like looking for a third. Yeah. Which I find, I just hate it so much. Yeah. I mean, I don't really... I haven't really had much experience of it because I've not, I've historically you only been match. on Hinge. I don't, I don't go on Tinder and I feel like it's more often on Tinder. Yeah, I think it probably is more often on Tinder. I mean, I think also there are separate apps for yeah. looking for threesomes. I think it is, it is more often on Tinder. Although I have a friend who has been approached by a couple on a night out to have a threesome. See, I'd be more amenable to that. Me too. <laughs> I guess... It's more romantic. <laughs> I mean, so much of this episode just made us absolutely yearn for like non-COVID life. I was oh just, like, my goodness! I just want to wear little cute little outfits. And, like, I thought I was over around that. the city, but I no, it really made at me the sad. Start of lockdown, yeah. every TV show was like a dagger to the heart. I was, <laughs> I was like, I want to be in a crowd of people. I want to be able to go to a cafe, and I thought I was done. And then this episode. Just, you know, flirting I th- no, I with think, strangers. Think, That's I th- what I crave. I think Sex and the City is so, like, is so what I want right now. Because it's like, it's like we were saying of, like, the opposite of what we have is, like, young people. Like, well, okay, so um, just a little context. Me and Naomi both currently live together at my parents' house. <laughs> so, so we're kind of living the dream, but we're kind of not I mean, not we're together, the which is the dream, but, like... In Sex and City, they're like, you know, they're in their 30s, right? Yeah. And they're just like living this really carefree, sex positive life. Just going on dates, collecting stories, like not taking anything too seriously. That is the dream. Yeah. And I just, and like, you know, very into fashion, sometimes swinging and miss, but. The outfits were good. Miranda's outfits in her therapist's office. Yeah, with that amazing collar. suit. Yeah. And I love how bright her hair is in season yeah. one. Like a bright, yeah. I mean, I was about to say a bright red bob. That's literally how I have it. Right <laughs> I just love her bright red bob. I mean, I do, and I love mine. Yeah. So it's nice. <laughs> it all makes sense. All adds up. And I love. They look good. I love Carrie's like chaotically messy curly hair, which is making me want to retry the curly girl method on my hair. Yeah, she's, she's frizzy and it looks good. It does it looks look good. really good. But I don't smoke. <laughs> if so, there was ever a show to make me want to smoke it would I know, be this. it's bad it glamorises like it. she looks cool she does look cool with it yep it's interesting because like it glamorises it but only Carrie smokes well Carrie and Big smoke but like the other three women don't really smoke yeah 
that's true and obviously that carry and agent have a big thing over it yeah it's more like it's carrie's particular quirk oh and i just love it though yeah. like that is it's so like specific to the time it's, it makes terms, it like, feel fashion-y. so 90s yeah. yeah it really is like it just makes yeah. you think of like kate moss like, yeah the okay. old like probably people. shouldn't glamorize it but fuck it <laughs> obviously it's incredibly unhealthy but i'm sorry it looks cool <laughs> it just looks cool so charlotte gets this woman upstairs this woman arrives where charlotte and her yeah vile boyfriend <laughs> are on the bed and then just immediately starts snogging the boyfriend and Charlotte gets left out. Yeah, and she she just leaves. I, I just love this season for that. She gets up, she leaves. We never hear She doesn't even again. look that sad. She's just like... <sighs> she, does, she just kind of shrugs her shoulders and leaves. Walks <laughs> back down. We need that attitude. We do. Uh, here's me, like, getting sad after, like, someone after one date or two date passed me off. I'm, like, shedding a tear and listening to Bonnie <laughs> Like, get over yourself, girl. <laughs> I can't imagine the hours of therapy I would have to have to deal with it if my boyfriend and I had a threesome and he just started going off to get the girl. And I left. Like, (laughs) I need that carefree attitude. (laughs) How do we achieve it? But it's interesting um, from the, like, perspective of, like, do threesomes work is, like, when she dreams about it, she's, like, really... That's kind of what wins... Her dream is what wins her over Mm. to the idea and she like it's in the dream it's very like mutual and all three of them like yeah. sharing attention and and then when it's reality is like she feels really excluded and it's just i wonder which is more close to the truth see that is kind of the dichotomy of sex in the city is like the sex positivity and the sex negativity yeah they come hand in hand yeah like truly. you always have samantha being like i always do this this is good or whatever this can be good yeah but then often the actual experiences that it shows are negative are negative like with bisexuality like yeah. with like open relationships anything yeah. anything to do with like kinkiness yeah it's weird it's weird because it's sex positive in the sense that they they all try a lot of things and yeah. even the most I'm air quoting again, prudish of them, tries mm. some quite outrageous things. So, yeah. so they're definitely living a lifestyle where they're like quite sexually open and carefree and will are open to a lot of things. But yeah, like you say. But then again, I'm contradicting myself here, but I don't think, I guess it's not sex negative to just show that some times, sometimes you just don't have a good time. Yeah. And, and it's not like... That's sex tr- realistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we aim for, guys. That it's like, it's not like a traumatising experience. You haven't been hurt in any way. But it's just like, no, that's not for me. That wasn't, or even like that was a mistake. Yeah. But being able to like dust yourself off and carry on. It holds Oh my goodness, I miss being single so much. I mean, I I am single. (laughs) I am single, obviously, but I just mean being like out in the world. Single and able, a practising single person. Instead of just like a believer in the single lifestyle. <laughs> I'm a supporter from a distance. I am. I'm a lapsed single. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, so funny. Well, yeah. is there anything else you want to say? Let me just consult my notes quickly. I think we could. We don't want to, we don't want to, you know, get too into the heavy stuff because we've got episodes to cover. Okay, I was just going to say, so... 
it makes Carrie feel insecure when she finds out that. So, so we talked about how he has an ex-wife, but also she's kind of insecure about the fact that they had a threesome, and the, yeah. so it seems like they've had like wild sex. Mm-hmm. Does it does it make you feel insecure if you're seeing someone and you know that they've done stuff in the past that you've not done? I think it used to when I was younger and less experienced than I would feel like. Yeah. Oh, that means that they don't think that I'm good at it or whatever. Yeah. Or they feel like they're missing out. But also, I like Samantha. Will try almost anything once. So then I'm I feel a like try <laughs> sexual. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> From the most problematic episode going. Um, so I now it doesn't. Now I'm like, cool. Let's do it again. Let's try it again. Yeah, fair. And want to talk? I I always always want to talk to people about their sexual experiences. Yeah, me too. Like I hate it if when people don't want to talk about it. I know, but so people people are cagey about it, and I think p- people are particularly cagey about it. If you're seeing someone in a not particularly casual scenario, like if yeah. you're dating someone, then I get it. There's a lot of resistance to talking about your sexual past, but I yeah, personally... obviously I would never want it in order to like expose their exes. Like, I'm not trying no. to, like, learn things about the ex. But, yeah, I suppose... See, I love it. I want to... This yeah, is, but, but it always comes... It comes at a price. Because it's like, I want to... I'm just... I'm a nosy, curious person. And yeah. I want to know... And, and it gives you so much context as well of, like, I want to know someone's, like, sexual past a little yeah. bit because I just find it interesting. But then it does become... Once you, if you're, if you're to the point with someone where you have a face and a name to their exes and then they're telling you about their sexual past and you know who it's likely to be with and about, like that, it's harder to just like brush. I suppose it's the way they say it though. Like if someone was like, oh yeah, my ex was amazing in bed. We always (laughs) just do all this crazy stuff. Then yeah, that would be upsetting. But I just like hearing about it. I'm just so curious. I like it. And then I just think, like, tell me about it. Like, what was it like? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Would you do it again? Yeah. I love talking about that kind of shit. There we go. There we go. But a lot of people don't. Yeah, a lot of people don't. And I think... I think maybe some... I'm going to say men. (laughs) Worry. We'll bleep that out. (laughs) (laughs) We don't say the M word. It's a slur. men worry that um if they're serious about a girl they don't want her to think that he is like done loads of crazy sex stuff because they're like oh no i wouldn't do that with you yeah which is like i don't want to hear that like no that's that's the the whole what do they call it madonna madonna whore complex yeah that it's like i wouldn't do that kind of stuff with you i mean we can get into that in another episode because i i (laughs) truly i have a lot to say about that that's a hot topic. But I think that might come from it of, like, not wanting to talk too much about it. Yeah. Maybe. Because they don't want you to think that they're, like... But also, I think men are more... I think sometimes they don't want to talk about it because they don't want to hear it back. Like, they would be... If you really pride, they'd be open, but they don't want to hear you say that kind of stuff. Because I think Maybe. men generally are a little bit more sexually jealous than women. Wow, so you know what? I tell them without them asking. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say... <laughs> But I think that's good though, because it kind yeah. of just like forces them to get over it. But interesting. All right. interesting. Are we done? Have we got too personal? Maybe. Did we have a glass of wine? Oh, I'm on my second glass of wine, so. Me too. Nothing I say will be used against me <laughs> in a court of law. 
I actually could be. <laughs> that's, that's All right. Smart. Bye. Bye.